tyranny was broken by the sins of the father, and his shepherds finally ceased to roam, seeking instead the simple peace found in the comfort of heart and home. All eyes now turn to his heir and son, who forged their home with his power. Will he be strong enough to lead them in this, their darkest hour? Hello and welcome back to The Lost Tribe, Darkest Hour. As always, I am the author and your humble narrator, Peter Ivey. If you're enjoying this podcast, please like and follow to keep me bringing the story to you. Thank you very much for listening, and let's begin. Chapter 37 the first rays of dawn began to shine through the windows along the alcoves, along the hallway, as Casey ran through them on her way outside. Sweat dripped down her back, and her dark curly locks were sticking to her forehead. She swept them back so the sweat wouldn't get in her eyes. She gripped the butts of her gun still as she hooked it along, regretting not wearing her more tight-fitting rig as the holster started to bounce around with her rapid strides. Her boots were old and worn in. She could run a race in them if she wanted to. She skidded to a halt. There were shadows in the doorway ahead. She knelt down and pulled her guns. Step out from there or I'll put holes in you! Gavin and Noel crept out from different alcoves, holding up their hands with their weapons. Gavin had a shotgun and Noel a revolver, both weapons from the armory downstairs. Oh shit, what are you two doing? Defending the castle, Noel said. And you? Oh well, I heard the racket upstairs, got out of there and found this one making for the locker, all fired up. Casey holstered her guns and turned to Noel. You know the safety's still on, she said, pointing at Noel's revolver. That means it's safe to fire, right? Casey rolled her eyes. She didn't have time for this. I know I know it's it's on right now, Casey. I know, I know. I'm just trying not to blow up my toe or, you know, my balls. Gavin shook his head. What's happening now? Flynn's on a rampage inside. I need to get out there. Do you need our help? Thank you both, but no, I can handle it. Just keep those guns handy, okay? Gavin noted the look in her eyes and nodded. He grabbed Noel by the shoulder. Come on, lad. If we're going to do this, we need to be sharp. He led Noel away, back towards the dining hall in the kitchen. Casey reminded herself to adopt a similar attitude when all this was done. She turned and continued on her way out of the castle. Truth be told, it was good to have a breather, but she was worried about Flynn and his fears. Were they real? She reached the gates in the long series of sloping ramps that led to the outside. She looked into the distance and saw Flynn floating across the field, not far from the castle walls. She thought about moving along the railings and jumping down across the ramps, but her body did not concur. Ah, since when do I listen to you anyway? She was about to leap onto the first railing when a voice spoke in her head. Casey. She grabbed her medallion, sighing, and took off down the ramp. You have the most shitty timing, my love. Why are you out of breath? What's happening? Flynn's got his powers, Mick. It's happened. He's flying around outside looking for trouble. Damn. I'm sorry. I told him to do that in case he felt he needed to use up some power. I don't know if that's what this is. He thinks there's something wrong. Could it be an attack? I don't know. I was able to free Silas's guy, but Henry and the others are under attack at Cathedral. It's Jack, Casey. I guess you're on your way there. He asked to be stopped. Can you get Flynn back into the castle? 
I have no idea. He seems pretty determined. He's much like his father in that respect. He comes by it honestly twice then. Casey smiled. Smart bastard. You just get back here as soon as you can. I'll do what I'm able until you get back. I love you, Casey. I... Mick? There's so much I need to tell you. I feel a thousand years old, honey. I've learned a lot since I last saw you. More than a man should ever know. When this is over, I'm going to turn home into a tropical island I saw once. And people are going to serve us tall drinks while we lay in the sun and get fat, okay? That's a date. You... You take care of yourself, okay? For me? I can do that. I love you too, Mick. Casey got to the end of the ramp, sweat pouring down her back now as the sun rose into the sky. It felt good in her shoulders, though. Flynn was a good distance away. She called out to him. Your son, though, is thoroughly pissing me off, she murmured. We're going to have a new house rule that says we stay on the damn ground at all times. Flynn turned towards her and began to move in her direction. He kept glancing at the same point in the sky, though. She jogged over to meet him as he approached. You shouldn't be out here, Mom, he said, looking out over the field. They're coming. Who's coming, Flynn? He turned towards her, his eyes burning with energy. The enemy. They're going to be here soon. I have to stop them. No one's going to attack home, honey. Nobody but us can get in here. Flynn shook his head. I don't know how they're doing it, but I know they will. How do you know? I can see these things coming together now. I can see Father moving with the Tomo to help Henry and Takum and Jules. I can see Jack moving to destroy them with all his monsters. A sharp pang of fear ran through Casey as she listened to her son. He was changing beyond her control. Beyond anyone's control. Honey, Atomo's dead. You're wrong about that. Not anymore, he's not. Wow. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? And and there's something happening I, I can't see. I can feel it. Someone's blocking me from seeing it. I'm sure they're coming here. Let's go inside, honey, she said, taking his hand. If something does happen, at least we'll be able to defend ourselves better from there, right? Flynn let go of her hand and drifted upward. You go, Mom. You'll be out of my way if I need to fight. Casey bristled at being pushed aside by her son, and she pointed at him. Flynn, Michael, Pharaoh, you get your little puffed-up butt back in the house right now or godlike power aside. I will find a way to come up there and drag you, kicking and screaming, if need be. There was a sudden silence. Even nature knew when it was best just to shut up. Flynn looked back at his mother. His mouth hung open and his eyebrows hiked up. I have a middle name? You do now! Look, Mom, I... The silence seemed only a prelude. From the clear blue sky, thunder suddenly rolled. Flynn's head snapped back to his vigil. In that part of the sky he had been concerned with, there was an explosion of dark energy that spread like a cloud. As it spread out, a hole as black as night opened from the middle. Well, okay, so it might have been wrong. From the hole, dozens of creatures emerged. They were long-necked with lizard-like heads and stubby black horns. They had great black wings to keep them aloft, and legs that ended in long claws. Their skin was shiny and scaled, and their eyes shone with a foreboding white light. Atop each of them there was a rider in black. They drifted around, drawing into a tight formation of fighting wings. As they did so, another of their ilk appeared from the opening. Casey's heart quailed as she saw it, for she had seen it before. She had looked it in the eyes. 
It was ten times the size of the others, with wings that could stretch from one end of the castle to the other. It swirled with darkness from its head to the tip of its tail, and the light that shone out from its eyes was bright, while hollow like the windows of an empty home where someone used to live. Casey tore herself away, feeling the despair those lights tried to inflict on her heart and soul. They were all wraiths. Casey. The voice was familiar, feminine and deep. The visage of the beast was right in front of her. Ready to run, honey? She was eye to eye with it again. It opens its jaws and a cold wind washed over Casey. Something stirred within her heart. I know what's inside you. I watched you slaughter my children. I know your soul. Casey felt her heart throbbing in her chest. But there was a different sound inside her as well. A deep, drumming tone. It was returned as the power of the Wraith Mother buffeted her. Dare. Destruction. The worlds will fall in our hands. Join us, Deathbringer. Join us and be welcome as a sister. She felt her hands twitching, aching to grip her guns, to pull them from their holsters and destroy every living thing. Beyond the horrifying visage of the Wraith Mother, ghostly white forms began to appear and writhe in the open air. Men and women, their bodies riddled with gaping wounds from withering fire, stared at her, screaming just as they did before when she annihilated them the day that she was born again. They stopped screaming as she looked at them and began to beckon her. They smiled, but there was no warmth in their eyes, only a cold, white light and hunger. Another form appeared among them and walked to the fore, draping its arm around the head of the Wraith Mother. It was flesh, as she had been when she was alive, cloaked and hooded to hide her wretched features. The skin of her arms richly dark and smooth as she caressed the horns and jawline of the beast. It was only a matter of time, sister. Nothing may forestall our rise. No man, no savior, and no god. Come to us now and be welcomed. No. We will destroy you if you refuse. We will destroy all of you. No. She nearly fell, but Flynn caught her in his arms to steady her. The images faded from her eyes, but she looked up to see her son looking at her with concern. He smiled as he saw her open her eyes. Mother, what is it? A great roar of anger echoed across the sky. The Wraith Mother reared up into the sky and began to dive towards the castle, followed by her progeny. Casey pushed herself onto her feet, feeling her strength return as the enemy sounded its call to battle. Fall back to the castle! She shouted to Flynn. This is not beyond me, Mom. I can fight them! Casey grabbed him by the arm and started towards the castle. Hey, you may have all this new power, Flynn, but you've never fought these people. If you fail, we'll lose home. Flynn fought her, lifting her up off the ground. How do you know I'll lose? He said, his voice tinged with anger. Flynn's power rolled out from inside him again, fully drawn out and terrifying in its intensity. Energy pulsed from within him, shining out his eyes and enveloping his entire form. I don't intend to fire a single shot. Flynn slammed his hands together, fists clenched. His power roared out in a green flame that seemed to hit an invisible wall high up in the air. Flynn pulled his arms back and spread them apart slowly, opening his fingers wide. The fire thinned out and became a translucent green barrier. As Flynn worked it with his hands, it spread out to encompass the entire front of the castle, then around it, and finally the sky above the castle itself. Flynn dropped to the earth suddenly and collapsed to one knee. The shield he created pulsed above them, and tiny bolts of energy leapt across its surface. Outside it, the wraiths approached, screeching and screaming as they flew around their mother. Now we can go, Flynn said. Casey helped her son to his feet, 
they began to run towards the castle. Overhead, the wraith smashed and snapped at the barrier, sending swaths of green lightning pouring across the surface. The wraith mother opened her mouth and bathed the barrier in a torrent of white lightning. The barrier held. With each strike, she saw Flynn grimace. Are you okay? Yes, but I don't know how long I'm going to be able to hold that barrier up. We'll have to get to the hearth inside to absorb more power to keep it up. You're tied to that thing just like your dad. I made it, yes, so I'm tied to it. Don't use that tone with me, Flynn. Sorry, this is taking way too long. What is... This whole running thing. Tick my hand, Mum. Okay. She reached out and took Flynn's hand. As soon as he touched her, she felt an incredible amount of power stir inside him. It reached out to her. She felt it touch her mind. Hey! I'm really sorry for doing this, but I have no idea how the rest of you portal through the places. I know Dad made home so that no one could pop around once inside, but I figure I can pull it off. Just needed to know how. Flynn, wait! The air exploded in front of them, and reality was ripped asunder. They stumbled headlong into the portal that appeared. Flynn laughed as he fled through it. Then they were gone. Far above them, the wraiths stopped their attack and watched as their quarry disappeared. The wraith mother nudged two of its brood to keep hitting at the shield. She began drifting lazily over the barrier, her train of children flying around her.
Thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. Keep sharing and subscribing to help me keep bringing the story to you. Come back next week for the next episode of The Lost Tribe, Darkest Tower.